0: Hello and welcome to Procrasturbation Station. This is a show about sustainable creativity and self-sabotage. I'm your host, Hannah, and I'm a multi-passionate creative with lots of feelings, too much compassion, and a splash of sass. I believe everyone self-sabotages from time to time, sometimes even unaware that they're holding themselves back. I want to know how our setbacks can become our superpowers and how we can grow through our downfalls to find gifts within us to bridge the gap for people to fill the spaces where we lack. In other words, how can we invite all parts of ourselves to come along for the journey? Self-awareness is the first step. I believe we make change by reflecting on our values and perpetuating our values to our community. I get in touch with my values through creative practices and I use the show to share those values with you by encouraging you to be more creative more often. Throughout the show, you will hear my pseudo-intellectual business opinions, superpowers and setbacks to perceived flaws, And creative strife and victory please keep listening and i hope you enjoy today's topic hi today i wanted to talk about the topic of competition so that's competition in business competition in creativity competition in day-to-day life just competition so i've broken this topic down into the subtopics of competition among artists as well as entrepreneurs carving your own path gamifying your goals throwing away instructions And failing more often. Now, for our first topic competition among artists and entrepreneurs. Competition both challenges us to improve and interferes with our relationships. Competition in business is a really good thing because it arms consumers with choice. Competition in artistic practices can limit your ability to collaborate by bringing your own method to the table. Now, if you've listened to my episodes of the past, you know that I practice entrepreneurship in a very creative way. So there is a lot of overlap between competition and the way it shows up for artists, and the way it shows up for entrepreneurs. So just as much as competition in entrepreneurship arms people with choice, competition in artistry also arms people with choice. Now competition in artistic practices, just as much as it challenges our ability to collaborate, that also happens in business. A lot of the times, you know, I'm in marketing, there's a lot of marketers out there, and I might sometimes feel like if there's another marketer doing something similar, then maybe I shouldn't be connected with them because then that's giving my consumers too many choices when I want them to choose me. That's still true that I want my customers to choose me because they enjoy what I have to offer. But having people in my circle that do similar things to me is not a bad thing because they will never do it like me. I do things special to me just as they do things special to them. And there's customers out there for both parties to be successful. There's enough success to go around. And when you collaborate with people in your industry, you have the opportunity to improve your skills and diversify what you have to offer and to also really understand how your offer is different. Artists are notoriously sensitive people. When they are too focused on keeping up with other people, they lose touch with their purpose, their creativity, and their ability to think outside the box. Competition is healthy in doses, but I believe the world is shifting in the direction of collaboration. Competition is a good thing. When you understand the stakes, the rules, what you have to lose, and who you're up against. More important than competition is collaboration. When you collaborate with someone, think about what it is that you bring to the table and find that point of differentiation between your peers. This means that you can identify your skills that are unique to you and partner with people who have different skills so that you can diversify your skills by working together. You know what they say, teamwork makes the dream work. By identifying the things that you can do differently, you inspire others with your originality. You can get inspired by other people's ideas and still be original. Let's face it, in this The Year of Our Lord 2023, most, if not all, ideas have been thought of already. But this does not mean we stop innovating. Innovation happens when we take two existing ideas and mash them together to create something new. Maybe thinking that there's no new ideas is a thought process that interferes with progress but you can still be original when you build on existing ideas. What I mean to say here is that in entrepreneurship, a lot of the time you are building on the foundations that we have already established. So one of my coaches at one point in time told me that we stand on the shoulders of giants. If you wanna be an innovator, if you wanna be somebody who's different in business, then you cannot discredit those giants who have come before you because you cannot innovate and do things differently if we did not have those previous ways that we've always done them. Sometimes people, I think, get caught up in how terrible the world is and how awful our systems are and how everything is crumbling. But we have followed countless examples of people in history who have built things up that at their time were immaculately incredible, but they're coming to a point now where things are in flux and they need to be adjusted to suit our current ways of life. This does not mean that Everything in the past has always been bad and always has failed and things were always corrupt. At the time, things were very progressive. But as things progress, they outgrow certain things. And this is why I say it's very important to understand where you came from so that you understand what you're innovating and you understand the changes that need to be made. Hey, I'm chiming in to say a few things. Firstly, thank you for being here with me. Welcome, newcomers. And it's nice to have you again, frequent returners. Friendly reminder to anyone who relates to this podcast, please remember to subscribe, to share it with a friend, and to let me know on any of my social platforms what lands for you. A short introduction on the business end of things. I'm a creative entrepreneur who creates courses. My first course is a marketing mastery course to help creative entrepreneurs strategize and free themselves from obligation in their business. Listen, I can't guarantee you money in your business from completing my course. Honestly, nobody can. I can, however, guarantee you strategic development in your marketing to help you learn to convert your audience into customers. I can also promise you accessible pricing structures in tiered formats. Thirdly and lastly, if you're not a creative entrepreneur and you would like to support this channel to grow, tips are greatly appreciated. With your tip for the price of a coffee a week for the month, you also get a downloadable version of nine activity sheets that cover the concepts in my course. These activity sheets will only be available at this price for a limited time, and I encourage you to save where you can. Please keep listening for the rest of our topic, and please wait until the end for a short introduction of my brand. Thank you again for being here, and let's carry on. Moving on to the next topic of gamification. You can compete with yourself when you gamify your goals. And with gamification, you're competing with yourself by making things into a game. Like, it's right in the name there. You are breaking things into benchmarks and every benchmark is like a level. And as you reach new levels, you unlock new achievements and it just becomes a lot more fun in your heart. Gamification refers to taking a big goal and making it fun. This could be like a reward system, breaking down your goals with benchmarks and setting yourself up with tools that make things fun. For example, maybe you take yourself out to dinner with every benchmark you hit. Maybe your benchmarks are like teeny tiny baby steps that make daily action easy to accomplish. And maybe you buy yourself new paintbrushes to help you move through creative blocks. Gamification can be tricky to start, but I challenge you to take on every day with the question, how can I make this more fun? Although what's fun for you is probably different than what's fun for me, some things I do to gamify my life are dressing well, better than the situation calls for, experimenting with my hair and makeup, doing my nails, and all the pretty things make the hard things feel softer. I buy myself a treat every time I sign a new contract, even when I was broke, and I incentivize myself to get things done with the promise of breaks. And this also means looking at your reward system and ranking the things that you're accomplishing. So if you're taking teeny tiny little baby steps, maybe you don't need to take yourself out for dinner for every little baby step you take, but maybe you make that a weekly thing. This doesn't mean that I was buying vacations with every contract that I signed, even though I was broke. I would have to gauge what I was buying myself in comparison to what I was earning. So if that means I'm going to buy chocolate bars, I'm going to buy chocolate bars. It still counts. Having this reward system already in place incentivizes me to keep going. And one day, when I am rich, I will be buying myself vacations with every contract that I land because they will be larger contracts and it will make more sense to do so. And I will be more willing to shut off and go and enjoy that experience because I've been having that experience this entire time. And now for throwing away your instruction manuals. When you're competing with yourself or competing with others, throw away the instruction manual of how it's always been done. Perhaps this only applies to entrepreneurship and creative practices, but what I'm getting at here is instead of getting caught up with the way everyone else is doing things, carve your own path by listening to your heart to find alignment and trusting your gut to know the right steps to get you there. You don't need someone else to tell you what to do, you need to develop your inner dialogue. When we collaborate instead of compete, there's enough success to go around. When we compete too much, you're likely to fail more often than you succeed and everyone becomes the same. If you think of the phone companies in Canada, they're all you know, competing their prices and they're all competing their packages and which one's better and they all become the same. You can go to Fido, you can go to Bell, you can go to Kudo and get all of the exact same offers, more or less, because they're all in competition with each other and it's a very shallow oligopoly competition, there's not a lot of options out there. So when a new guy comes up and he's competing with these five giants who have all been established in this country for a very long time, it's very challenging because they've all been already slashing their prices and developing those packages and undercutting each other. Also more on throwing away your instruction manual, I'm not negating what I said before about standing on shoulders of giants. It is still important to understand where you came from, it's still important to understand why things were done the way they were, and it is so important to do your research. However, this does not mean that we are limited to the way that things have always been done. I feel like a lot of the time, entrepreneurs, creatives, everybody, we get caught in a very black and white mindset of all or nothing, or there's two extremes to this scale. There's the way it's always been done, and we need to throw it in the garbage and then do this new way and there's no gray area, and we have to throw away all of the old rules and create new rules, and we have to... whatever. I don't even know. We get caught in this black-and-white thinking, but my thoughts are that it really lies in the gray area. When you understand your foundations, and when you understand where you came from, and the shoulders of the giants that you stand on, you can then take that foundational plan, that foundational truth that they knew at the time, and you can throw that to the wind, and you can come up with a new truth and a new plan, it will still be influenced by all of these foundations. Like if you take artists today, they still need to learn all of the foundational tools and tricks that we learned in our class in high school, and they need to learn the new things, the new processes that have come about since then. And it's a constant cycle between learning new things, applying those things that you learn, and then breaking the cycle that you've been taught all along and finding a new way to do things. This is how new techniques are developed and new ways to do things in an easier way are developed. Now moving on to failing more often. Failure isn't always failure. Every time you fail, you get the opportunity to pick yourself up and try again. You might be thinking your failures are a waste of time, but I'll give you an example of failing upwards. Business ownership. When you start a business, you might fail your first idea, then you try again and apply what you learned from the first failure, and you build again. After launching your idea a second time, you might even fail again. Then, you become an expert in identifying the point of no return in business, an expert in rebuilding, and you develop a repertoire of experiences to guide you. You become faster at identifying your mistakes and quicker at pivoting around your weaknesses. Learning from your mistakes is a virtue in life. When you're in a competitive arena, you gain more value from your failures than an automatic win. As for myself, my first probably 10 business ideas failed miserably. Now if I imagined things going exactly as planned back when I had shaky foundations and a subpar offer, I would have sold out and disappointed many people. Since I've had the opportunity to fail and try again, I've been able to learn what people want by giving them what they don't want. It's a really unfortunate cycle, but I've cracked my code. Now that I've been through that really unfortunate cycle, I have strong foundations and I'm confident in my offer and I'm ready to receive everything the world has to offer me in return. But I would not have gotten myself to this place if I did not try and fail and try and fail and try and fail because I needed to really learn what I was doing. And when you're failing more often, you get to practice what you've learned a lot more often too. And it's not always a waste of time because just because you feel like you're failing doesn't mean that what you're producing is not maybe one day going to be a success or maybe it's before it's time or maybe it's still really good, but it's not exactly what people need right now and that's really okay. It's important to learn these things and you won't learn them without experiencing them. As this episode comes to a close, I hope you allow yourself to fail and take it like a boss as an opportunity to learn. I hope you develop your skills by competing with yourself and that you participate in healthy competition by using your originality to create your own rules. Competition can be intimidating, but it's also a great way to gauge your progress as long as you're not comparing yourself in a self-deprecating manner. To me, that's really the difference between healthy competition and unhealthy competition, is by competing are you also critically self-analyzing? Are you more so copying what other people are doing more so than creating your own way to do things? Then there's the healthier type of competition where you're inspiring each other and taking what you learn and applying it so that you can propel each other forward. But you never apply things in the exact same way. You always have your own way to do things, and that's beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you liked today's topic and I'll catch you in my conclusion. Thank you so much for being here with me and I hope you enjoyed today's topic. Please share your feedback with me on any of my social channels and remember to subscribe. If you would like to support this show, you can buy me a coffee with the link in the description. With your tip, you get lifetime access to downloadable activity sheets and the warmth in your heart knowing that you're helping a small business. I also have a marketing course called Marketing Mastery, a self-study program. There's no group component, there's only four and a half hours of content that you can do in your own time, and it's packed with info about using platforms like emails and YouTube to grow customer lists and social media to drive traffic to your customer lists. I also have one-on-one marketing consulting services for creative businesses, and if you'd like to discuss how it can help you in your business further, please reach out to me via email. If you have feedback about my show, please use my social channels. You can find all relevant links in the description below, and thanks again for being with me, and I do hope you come again. Cheers for now!